Hi, my name is Josh Hannaberry, and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you. Good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Truck Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hannaberry. In today's episode, I'm excited to have a conversation with an expert on a topic that I'm pretty certain most of us think about, all of us care about, and a lot of us would like more of, finances. So more specifically, I'm excited to speak with Jessica McMillan, a financial professional, as well as a fellow transportation industry advocate. You see, before Jessica entered the financial space and as a professional, she worked in the transportation industry for eight years. Her stories in the transportation industry are super empowering because it really paints a picture of what's possible while you're in the industry, as well as the fact that she used these experiences to identify a problem that a lot of the hardworking professionals have in our industry with respect to finances. And she felt compelled to figure out a solution, which I believe she truly has. So if you've ever had questions about finances, how do I afford this? Why do I have so much debt? What can I do? Well, I'm really excited to introduce you to Jessica and just you're going to learn just what she's about and the fact that you can trust her. And I just highly recommend her. You can also learn more about Jessica and her mission just by checking out all the links that are included in the show notes that will lead you directly to her from her website to her LinkedIn page and all of that good stuff. Additionally, Jessica was kind enough to um, write an article in our most recent Truck Focus newsletter for September 2021 that is live. So if you have not yet done so, I highly recommend you download it. Again, all of the links from the show notes below. Well, let's get to it. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Truck Focus Podcast. Uh, super excited for today's episode as I get to talk to Jessica, Jessica McMillan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah, I appreciate you hopping on. Um, obviously, midweek, things are busy, but it's nice that we could finally get this done. I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so why don't you kind of start us off just highlighting who is Jessica? Sure. Well, um, I feel like that's a loaded question lately. I feel like I'm wearing so many hats, but um, well, I live in a small town outside Saskatoon. I'm from uh, Swift Current, Saskatchewan, actually, in southern southern Saskatchewan. Um, I am a mom. I am a wife. I am an entrepreneur. I am now um, a mentor to my, my son's online schooling that he just started. He's in kindergarten. Um, I'll be coaching some hockey. I'm just kind of I'm in that mode of mom and entrepreneur where it's just all a blur is basically it. <laughs> that's incredible. I think it's Elon Musk that said you have when your eyes open to your eyes close. <laughs> and uh, that's good. That's awesome. I, uh, how many kids do you have? Uh, we have three. So my husband has a daughter uh, from a past relationship. So my stepdaughter, Alexis, she's 15. And then we have two boys together. They're five and three. Nice. So, that's fun. Yeah, we have an 11 year old and two and a half year old boys. So yeah, I get it for sure. Yeah, they're and the younger one, he's a, I like to, he's a handful, I'd like to say. That's (laughs) that's what I'll say about him. A handful. Yeah, ours runs our house. So I I get it for sure. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, again, I appreciate you being here. Um, So kind of walk us through, like, at what point of your life did you enter the transportation industry? Sure. Well, I went to university at uh, the University of Saskatchewan. I took marketing and management mostly there. I wasn't really focused, um, you know, on anything in particular, just kind of getting some experience. And then outside of university, 
I had a friend that uh, worked at a trucking company, so Northern Resource Trucking in Saskatoon and LaRange, uh, and he was a dispatcher there at the time. And I was working at a pool hall in in uh, Saskatoon, and he was saying that they're needing a receptionist, and they were hiring through like a temp agency, which I wasn't working for the temp agency, but I also knew a lady that worked through the temp agency, so. I got a hold of her and uh, she was like, yeah, let's get an interview for you. And the guy I knew t- at the trucking company talked to the manager at the trucking company and, and they were like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. So they hired me on and I, within about a few months, they bought me out of the contract with the temp service there. And I quickly moved into accounts payable, um, did that for a couple of years. And then I started doing some events and promotions, um, doing some sponsorships and donations for the company, and then kind of moved into more digital marketing. I was doing their social media kind of stuff there and website, and and then also helped out with some safety, um, you know, just filling out forms for certain things, doing some document creation, manual updates. And then I also ended up getting my first aid trainer at the end and started doing some first aid training for some of the staff and the drivers as well. Powerful. Yeah, I think that that's a really good highlight of what's possible in the transportation industry in general is a, you have to be eager, obviously, which you were, because even to get the ball rolling, there was a lot on your uh, kind of on your shoulders at that point. But yeah, being able to go from here, no, I'm just going to go to here. Actually, just kidding. I'm going to navigate in this space. I think yeah. Yeah, that progression as just people, I think, is exciting and often is missed when people think about trucking in general. So yeah. it's nice to see. Did you have kind of a favorite not necessarily a title, but a favorite role when you were working like directly for a carrier? Yeah. Um, I liked the social aspect, I guess. So like the events and, and the sponsorship donation, um, any of that sort of stuff. So we, I planned things like the Chris kids, Christmas party, the adult Christmas party, um, the social media kind of aspect career fairs. I did a couple of those. Um, so I don't know. I just, the fun, kind of the fun aspect, like you're, like you're saying, there's so many different parts of, I mean, any business, right. But the, the trucking industry, people think of the trucking industry and they think a driver right away. So I'm always like, I worked at a trucking company, but I wasn't a driver. Like I did, I did a bunch of other stuff because there are so many roles that, that go in, but I say more of the social, the social parts uh, of the, of what I did there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think the people part of our industry is the best part too, because you can <clears throat> you have so many different walks of life. And yeah, yeah, someone that's a 40 year veteran and someone that's two weeks in and they all mm-hmm. have families. And yeah, it's nice that A, you were able to do that, but it's nice that you cherish those memories too. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. So in your so how long were you in the industry for? Sorry, like directly? Yeah, about eight years is okay. what I worked in the industry. Awesome. awesome. So in that time, do you think you, I guess, identify different challenges that people could face or did face? In the industry? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. And my husband was a trucker too. That's actually how I met him was oh, okay. through the trucking industry. So or at that, uh, the trucking company I was with. So yeah, like, um, I just really liked, I really liked getting to know the truck drivers. And when I did, I found that kind of the same um the same kind of things were happening the same people like they just didn't have that work balance it seemed like anyway and but it it was it's more of that the people that are truckers they are they just know that that's just the way it is it's kind of just the way it is and and they've accepted like that's kind of 
how their life is. So um, that was one thing for my husband. I think we have talked about this before. My husband, we wanted to get him um, kind of more in a, a job where he was around all the time, right? So that was a switch for him as well. Um, so I think that's a main a main thing in the industry that I saw was, you know, that there isn't as great of work, work-life balance as maybe most people would would like to have. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I was in a meeting this morning, actually talking, not the entire meeting, but a large portion of it was on like just a driver's lifestyle. And mm-hmm. the, so a lot of the times finishing a load determines the size of the paycheck. And when mm-hmm. you have highs and lows in your paycheck as like if you're a provider or if you're both able to work, whatever it is, you're thinking about that. And you're thinking about at the same time, if you have kids, okay, so-and-so is a soccer game or so-and-so is first day of kindergarten. Am I going to be able to make all of these things while managing like in your mind? Okay. I need to pay the bills and all that. So yeah, I think the work-life balance is definitely a, a separating point for a lot of professional drivers because really what is that and how do yeah. How do they manage it with a carrier? If the carrier is set up to allow it, perfect. But a lot of them aren't, especially over the road carriers where, yeah, this is what we need you to haul. There's no real shift. It's your hours and your cycle. But yeah, it's, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. So identifying that problem and getting into the meat and potatoes of our conversation, which I'm excited about when we're talking about finances, was there a correlation there between your husband getting a different career so he could be home to being like, okay, I see that people are working like crazy hours, maybe not making as much money as they should be. And some people maybe don't have the financial knowledge. Like how did you kind of, it's a long question, but how did all of your experiences kind of introduce you to your path that you're on now um, yeah, as a financial professional? Yes. I think the main thing was that I noticed how much a truck driver had to work for them to be able to make good money. So that at that point, it was a decision for us. Okay, so do we, and I say we, and I, and there is a role at the person that's at home with the truck driver, there's a role for them that is very large that I think sometimes is overlooked as, as well, right, is that person that's at home with that, that, uh, that driver, but, you know, it was okay. So to make the money that we'd like to make, you have to work this many hours, which means that you're never here. So there's that trade-off. So for us, it was really easy to just say, okay, well, we, it's, it's not for our life right now for him to be in the trucking industry, unfortunately, um, because it is such a needed industry. It's so important. And, you know, it's, it's so vital, but at the same time, we need to do what's best for our family and, and to move on from that because we needed that we need, I mean, we have young kids. We need to have him home and, and things like that. So that was a de- decision for us. Take that pay cut, right? Because that's what it is. I mean, you do you can make great money, but not as great as you should, in my opinion, as well. Um, um, so yeah, him, him leaving the industry, it was... But back to your original point when you had made, like there's so many other ways that you can be a part of the industry without actually being a truck driver, right? So, um, and that was kind of our our take on that was, Hey, what could you do that is kind of similar, but not, it's not similar, but I mean, it's, it's still, uh, his class one has provided him an advantage at where he is now. Right. right. Um, so he works for SGI. He's a driver examiner. So, nice. um, he does the, you know, class ones, the bus and the class five. So, um, he does, he does all those things. So just, yeah, just needing a better fit for our lifestyle, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think there's, 
Oh, I, I would be lying if I said over hundreds, um, probably thousands of opportunities to be involved in transportation, um, especially once people realize what transportation is, because most things just send me over the road, um, but it's classified by yeah, weight. So depending how you register a vehicle is how you determine if it's a commercial vehicle. And once you're in a commercial space, well, that is trucking. And mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that, yeah, there's countless opportunities. It's, it's good. And yeah, good for him. That's a, uh, I think that'd be an exciting opportunity being in a place where you're a mentor, you're a leader, mm-hmm. probably if he likes like quick, good conversations too, it's nice. Um, just being in that space where, yeah, you really get to boost. Well, I know you have, there's a mindfulness in place, but when they pass, you boost their confidence. When they need more training, maybe it's you do it with empathy. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a good highlight just to say there's a lot of different opportunities in the industry. Yeah, and he likes it too, and it gets him. He gets to have those quick conic conversations, that small talk, right? So, um, and he likes he likes being able to make people feel comfortable behind the wheel, and so nice. and he has that temperament. I'm not sure if I would be able to do the same. <laughs> I say that to him. I'm like, I'm. I remember I this past weekend we went to Elkridge, and I my husband drove, and I sat in the way way back with one of my associates, and there was two people in the middle of our van. And I was like backseat driving from like the way, way back. Right. <laughs> I couldn't do it, but he is so, his temperament is just so calm and collected and he just makes feel people feel really comfortable. So it's a great place for him. Right. And um, to be able to, you know, put confidence into the people that he's, uh, you know, passing or not passing, maybe and giving them advice for the next time. But yeah. And I think that's a, it's an unrecognized skill trait that a lot of drivers do have mm-hmm. is because if you got bothered by every tiny little thing, which there's a lot of road ragers out there, mm-hmm. you'd just, you know, you go home bolder than I am because you'd be stressed all the time. And exactly. yeah. So having a, okay, good temperament and yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I just, I think that's a skill set that's not often talked about that a lot of professionals have, especially mm-hmm. when they're operating behind the wheel, dealing with different customers, dealing with different terrains and weather and everything. You have to have that ability just to take a deep breath and stay under control, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when there's a backseat driver, but <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He's a quiet back there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I give my wife the yeah. <laughs> yes. You're not driving. I am. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So no, that's cool. Okay. So I guess in your journey, we, uh, we could talk about trucking all the time, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you, um, yeah, shift from working for a carrier? Uh, like you said, kind of towards the end, you were in a first aid trainer and doing all these cool things. Um, what, I guess, what happened for you to shift from that to slowly start focusing into the financial services space to really, again, which is the main meat and potatoes of this conversation is doing it full time as a financial professional. But what happened? What what caused that transition for yourself? Sure. Yeah, I I think I had been looking for something that I could have for myself, Um, you know, entrepreneurial minded wanting to have something. And, you know, it was just the first job I took out of university, right? So it was just, I think I was looking for something a little bit different, um, broaden my, uh, my scope, which is obviously why I took so many positions there. I was, I'm just somebody that wants to learn a lot and, and keep moving and keep growing. So um, I think that's, that was kind of the main part of that. Uh, And then I had, I was working on the board of directors for Saskatoon Dog Rescue for a number of years and when I had re- resigned from that, there was actually a lady that I had met through there. She had reached out to me about a business opportunity. And um, I was like, in, I was like, yeah, like, let's, what is this all about? Um, and it turned out that 
my husband and I didn't know enough about finances. Like not, you know, I took a couple finance classes in university, but it wasn't anything that we felt confident enough. And, and in reality, we were drowning. Like financially, we were in a spot where it was like, what are we doing? Like, you know, we're getting, we're getting all this money, you know, when he was trucking, making all this money, but we were just blowing it. And then I re- realized like, that's kind of what lots of people are doing, especially in this industry, because I could see that, right? And not only from, you know, the company that I was at, not to, not to say that there was a, that many people, but there, you know, there are people inside the company that I was at struggling with the same things I could tell. Um, but also my husband worked for other trucking companies and it's the same scene everywhere. It's people that make lots of money, but they don't know what to do with it when they get it. And um, that's most people just in general. So, and that's where we felt we were. And the amount of learning that we did, the amount of education we got just from, um, you know, the first kind of year, I really realized, like, this is something that I need to do full time. This is something that I need to go out and help people with uh, because they need it. And I have this information and that's it's now my job to go in and try to give this information to as many people as possible. And um yeah, it's been really rewarding. Like it's, it's, it's just really needed. And I, and I, I think I realized how much it was needed when we needed it yes. too. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. That's powerful and good for you. Um, something that I try and talk about as often and think about all the time is we're building our legacy every day. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, or in order to do that, it's intentional living, it's living your purpose. And I could tell, even from our first conversations, I'm like, you're living your purpose. And I think that's super powerful, especially when you had different opportunities at a good carrier, like, quote, unquote, comfortable. And you're like, no, I see my purpose. And especially when it was a cure for yourself. It's a very, it's a really rewarding feeling saying, this fixed me in the sense of, where you guys were deprived and again, and I agree there's my wife, like my wife and I, we talk about finances all the time as well. And we're trying to, if it's getting knowledge, if it's just being smarter with what I tap and knowing this was a cure for myself, other people need to know it. That's a very rewarding feeling, especially in, I'd say in our quote unquote age bracket, just because like we're in the prime of our life and our kids are developing our houses all these things are happening where now you're like, okay, now I get to go help a lot of people and yeah, good for you. I think that's really, it's exciting and it's really rewarding for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of finances, I mean, that people forget is that time is on your side um, when you start young, right? So time's against you when you get older and really just, you know, having someone to talk to, that's really about what it's about. Like we just didn't have anyone to talk to or felt like there was anywhere to go. And I remember my husband and I, or I anyway, I had Googled probably about two weeks before I met the lady from Primerica. I had, I had Googled like, how do I get rid of debt? Like I didn't, didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And there's definitely resources out there, but it's nice to have like that financial coach, that person to just talk to about anything. And, and that's what we had. And, you know, had, we had a plan put together for us of like, a snapshot of exactly where we were and talked about where we want to go. No one's ever talked about that to me before. Right. So it was so huge to be like, Oh, this is what we need to do. And you know, this is where we're at for all the other aspects, all the financial aspects that go into your financial house is what we call it. Um, You know, we didn't have any of that guidance. So it's really nice to have that now. And, and not, not only have that, I'm the one that's teaching it now. So uh, that's really incredible. Yeah. And again, that, it's neat. So I, I love when things like that, when the dots connect, there's mm-hmm. tons of different quotes and mindsets on that. But when the fact that 
I don't think Google was necessarily listening to plant this person into your life, but mm. the fact that you're like, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. And then all of a sudden the dots aligned and there's the person. And now look where yeah. you are. I think that's super powerful. And yeah, it's about being open, right? Like yep. that's really about what it is. And, and that's what I just, for people that want to talk about their finances, it's just about being open, but, but dealing with somebody you trust, because that's, that's very important as well, because I've seen that a lot in the industry where people did trust and they may have been sold something wrong or that doesn't make sense for them. Um, so that's really important to deal with somebody you trust, but deal with somebody because trying to do it on your own and figure it out on your own. And it's, it's a lot harder um, than to have someone along your side kind of guiding you on where to go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. No, I think that's powerful. So at what point then were you able to go? I'm assuming it was kind of a part-time thing led to a full-time thing. Is that how your journey went? Yeah, yeah, it was. So it was very part-time the first year. Um, I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old when I first started part-time. It was really for the first six months, just getting my licenses. I had a couple licenses I had to get, take a couple courses, um, got that done. And my husband was working as a truck driver still. He was working based out of Kindersley, uh, doing some uh, away-from-home stuff there. So he wasn't home very much. And so the line of work that I'm in, I, you know, I don't work banker's hours. I work, you know, in the evenings and the weekends, sometimes when people, you know, they can't work during or meet me during the day. So I meet them in the evenings. And so having my husband home was really crucial to that uh, growth and development of that business as well. So um, he eventually got a job in Saskatoon and, and, uh, and that, that helped me out a lot. So just part-time at first. And then once the pandemic hit, I took that opportunity to be like, Hey, I'm going to work at home. <laughs> and yes. so I did that. Um, but they did want me to come back after about a couple months. And I just, I just knew like, that's not, that's not for me anymore. Like I couldn't do it anymore. Yes. And being home with my kids has been really important for me as well. I think the pandemic has changed, um, not maybe changed people's perspective, I guess a little bit, but like, um, yeah, maybe that's a great way to put it, change people's perspective on, you know, what life is really about. And I was just kind of sick of going in Monday to Friday at a certain time and missing the best days of my kids, you know, their day and then missing the best time of my day. So it was just a great opportunity to say, Hey, you know what? I I'm done. I'm going to start, you know, putting my efforts mainly toward this. And, and that's what I did. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I think the pandemic did do that. Um, you can look at it as negative as you want and some people are justified in that for sure. But I think mm -hmm. when you take a second to realize the good that came of it and that was for our family too, it was where are we allocating our time yeah. and even the commute in the commute out. Cause my wife, when she left or when she got off maternity leave, she's still been working from home and yeah, it's been a blessing for us just because mm -hmm. of, fact that yeah both of our like my oldest did online school last year like when you're forced to I guess two years ago uh, it is what it is but last year he was able to do online school and just the memories and the pictures and the you should have scenes and I'm like yeah I should have <laughs> but I don't have that luxury yet and which is fine right. but yeah I think it really did help a lot of people evaluate where am I allocating my time what am I spending my money on where like if you're just out and about and you're hungry okay I'll buy a burger well, when you're at home, it's like, okay, let's go to the grocery store. So you can just really adjust your lifestyle too. But yeah, there's a lot of pros for sure that's happened over the last 18 months that yeah. I think you just have to be intentional. But it's nice to hear that you were able to take those steps. And again, the great job for your husband. I'm super pumped on his role too, just because, mm -hmm. yeah, I get excited when I talk to examiners and stuff. Just hearing their stories is fascinating, but 
it's mm-hmm. nice to hear that you did it together too, because yeah. unity is super important. And yeah, it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. And his plan actually too, is to eventually we want to go with the business to a point where we're both working in the business. So nice. he actually does have one of his licenses as well. Um, and that's our goal is really to just have that flexible lifestyle where we can, you know, you know, that entrepreneur lifestyle, you know, it's funny. I see like posts all the time or, you know, TikToks or whatever they are, these funny videos of entrepreneurs. It's like, Oh, I'm going to quit my nine to five or eight to five to be an entrepreneur only to realize that you work all the time when you're an entrepreneur. So, but we have the more, we have that flexibility, right. And uh, it's some, building something for us. So that's really our end goal. And you, you mentioned online school and I had mentioned that earlier too. My son is in kindergarten and he started his first day today uh, but nice. online. So nice. just kind of adding that layer to the the flexibility and the, um, you know, we don't want to work that, that eight to five, that kind of lifestyle. We really want to make it our own. And, and I think that having an online school option for my family is, you know, fits re- really well into that as well. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think thankful to a lot of the school districts for seeing that partially mm-hmm. again, because of the pandemic, but I think a lot of people in general just saw wow, there's a lot of things that don't have to be pen to paper. It can be a keyboard. It can be a, a like I'm on a webcam. And yeah, as long as the education is still advancing, obviously mm-hmm. don't want anyone to fall behind in the social skills and stuff. You're right though. It's uh, removing the eight to five s- structure and making it work for what works for your family. And yeah, again, it's just, that's, that's a really good goal. And I hope you can hit that target right away too. I think that's exciting. Can you kind of walk us through then, like, what is, I know your typical day may be different than others, but as a financial professional, like, how are you connecting with people and what, yeah, if you can highlight, like, what do you do with people? If, if Whatever you're allowed to say, I don't know sure. if there's restrictions, yeah. but kind of walk us through that journey. For sure. So my, most of my days, um, a few of the days I go, I actually leave and go to the office so I can get out of my house and uh, things like that. But Basically, we do just meetings throughout the day, uh, sometimes with our team. We do lots of accountability. We uh, a business full of um, other like-minded people and entrepreneurs that want to grow their businesses. So we work together, uh, you know, keeping each other accountable that way. Um, and then just, you know, meeting people. It's really, I'm in a people uh, in the people business. So I'm in a couple networking groups. You know, I have my contacts that I reach out to. I get referrals, things like that. So it's kind of how I build my business that way. Um, but when I do sit down with people, I can do it in person. I can do it over Zoom has been incredible. Um, so I'm licensed from Manitoba West. Um, so I'm able to help people um, across Western Canada right now. And eventually, you know, we look forward to um, growing a nationwide business. But uh, that's our focus right now. And and really, we just sit down and it's free to sit down. It's no one ever pays me. Like, I don't get paid through clients, I get paid through the companies um, that we work through. So like a broker, uh, and we basically just sit down, I go over a presentation, I kind of get get to know them, I want them to get to know me and, and the company that I broker with. And then I just really explain what it is that I do. And I help families make and save money, get out of debt, plan for the future, um, educate them, right? I want them to feel empowered about their finances and have, you know, if it's a couple, I want them to work together, I want them to talk about finances. Because I think that that is a huge uh, taboo subject for, you know, people in general is finances. So really just opening that door of, hey, it's okay to talk about this and it's okay to not know everything and it's okay to, 
you know, maybe think that you're in trouble or, uh, or think that you're doing well, but still needing a second opinion. It's just really about opening that door for uh, communication and just really seeing where people are at and how I can help them and guide them in a better direction. Powerful. Yeah, that's why trust is definitely super important too. Then, because <laughs> yeah, I could <laughs> I could see some people being I want to say nothing, and then the other spouse giving the elbow. Come on, speak. <laughs> Where yeah. yeah, if you didn't build trust, I think that's a quality that you have is you can build it. Like I call it insta trust, where mm-hmm. you just know someone's genuine. So that's a good uh, good trait to have, especially in your space. But yeah, so what would so communication, I think, is a big one. But what are some other challenges that you see if it's families, single individuals? Um, yeah, communication. But what other challenges have you seen? Just debt, I think. Um, debt's a big one, I would say, for people that, not necessarily newcomers to Canada. I think mostly the newcomers, they understand maybe from where they're, whatever country they're from, typically, maybe debt isn't something that they built their life on. Whereas I feel like lots of Canadians and obviously in the States as well, people have built their life around debt. Um, You know, and it's okay to have some debt, you know, mortgage, things like that. But when you're starting to look at those consumer debts, it's really tricky um, when you have a lot because you're unable to start saving for the, the things down the road. So I would say debt strategy is one of them. People have lots of questions of, you know, what's the best way to pay off their debt? How, which debt should they pay off? Um, How much should they put toward? Um, you know, building, simply building an emergency fund, like that's huge. Lots of people don't have them. And um, so helping them work through that, lots of people that this is a big one and um, is a will. People, Lots of people don't have their will done up. And I partner with a lawyer in Saskatoon here. And, um, you know, it's something we talk about quite often is just the, you know, that's, it's a part of the financial house that, you know, people need. And I just basically guide them to where they need to go. But um, that's a big one as well. And just saving people don't save enough. Um, lots of people think that they have enough through work, uh, you know, through their pensions, things like that. Uh, it typically isn't the case, uh, and all pensions kind of work differently. Uh, so saving outside of that, but really, really understanding what, what you need to save, how much you need to save for how long you need to save it for, you know, keeping inflation uh, at top of mind as well. And so those are all the things that I can put together for people. And and I do put together a financial needs analysis uh, for people. It's totally free. It's confidential and complimentary. And it shows them all of these things. Um, and another one that we look at is proper protection. So that could look like uh, life insurance. That could look like disability insurance, health and dental. Um, and we actually partner with a company that, uh, has a like a specific roadside package for truck drivers actually, which is really great. Um, uh, so added some added benefits for for truck drivers there, uh, but just making sure they have the right protections in place. And if they have protections, that's great. It's just about making sure it makes sense to them. They understand how it works and that they're getting the best value for their money. Um, so my underlying thing is always, I want to provide the most value. I don't want people to be paying too much for something that they don't need. Um, just really understanding the client and, and providing the best value I can. That's powerful. And I can see the, how it cured and then how you want to cure for sure. Um, because yeah, that's, that's a wide range of services and passions that. <laughs> It's funny, anytime people start talking in this space and I can see their energy rise, I get really drawn in and I'm a massive note taker. So I'm like, well, that's a good word. Well, that's a good point. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's, it's easy to get busy. 
and as people, um, again, we're very fortunate to live in Canada where it's like, you want to have a hobby? Okay. You want to work two jobs? Okay. Your kids have to do this? Okay. Like it's a really accepting, busy culture. And we can't forget one of the most important things, and that is your financial house. And it's mm-hmm. nice to hear that you, especially Jessica, are in a position that you can say, okay, let's just stop, let's focus, and let's basically build a roadmap. And yeah, you're protecting mm-hmm. your, I think will is not a very common word for most people. So I can see that for sure. Um, but yeah, it's helping eliminate that. I forget what the, I read something not too long ago, like the average Canadian of this age has this much debt. And I'm like, wow, like just, we're mindful, like we're not perfect, no one is, but yeah, we're mindful, but that was a large number, and I was like, I don't know how people sleep, and (laughs) so yeah, I absolutely see the need. When we, I tell the story quite often, because it is powerful, Um, my husband and I have paid off over $60,000 worth of debt in the past two and a half years, only because we just, we realized, okay, this is where we are, we need to, okay, we sold a vehicle, that was one big one, that was a huge one. Um, but then really just focusing on where our money went because we knew like, well, we do want to retire. I don't want to work forever. I don't know about anyone else out there, but I don't want to work forever. So I knew that if we didn't do something now, we were going to suffer later. And it's, I think that we lived, Oh, I don't think I know most people live in an instant gratification world and it's your retirement and your, you know, your life insurance, your disability insurance, those are delayed gratifications. Um, but they're so, so important because they can be the difference between, you know, your family being financially devastated or not. And it's as simple as that. I mean, we see GoFundMes go up. We see, you know, people trying to get donations for things. And I understand, you know, people do want to help each other. But if you could put you and your family in a position where you didn't have to do that, right, you could set yourself up properly and, and not have to worry about that. Because I've lost, I mean, I've lost a brother, Um, you know, he was 24 when he passed away. He didn't have any, you didn't really have anything like you didn't have children or or anything like that to worry about, but there's still costs that go along with his death. And so I just want people to remember that if just a single man had costs at his death, what kind of costs do you have when you have five kids at home or a couple kids at home? And um, you just really want to make sure that you're thinking about these things and getting them set so that you can have that peace of mind as well moving forward. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And I'm sorry to hear of your brother's passing too. And yeah, I think again, the busyness factor, that's probably the number one excuse I would assume you'd hear. I'm just too busy. When I have time to think about it's like, no, no, again, allocate some time and then, you know, peace of mind. And yeah, I, I, I support that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. People are busy. I, I say this all the time. They've got kids. I, I know I've got kids running around. They're in sports. They're in this. You've got your job. You've got family stuff. You're going to the cabin. You're doing whatever. And I get it. But these are things that like it needs to get done at some point. Right. And if you don't, it's something that you can't. It's like buying, uh, you know, if we're talking about insurance, you buy fire insurance. You don't buy fire insurance when the house starts on fire. You buy it before the house starts on fire. And um, it's one of those things people don't like talking about. And that's where it comes back to that trust of, you know, some people don't trust insurance companies. Some people don't trust financial uh, professionals, right? But um, it is important to find someone that you trust and, and that you can work with because it is important topics that need to be dealt with. So, yes. Yeah, I really, I like that you said the uh, do something now or suffer later. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's a, 
a painful statement for some people to swallow, but it's true. <laughs> and later it could be tomorrow. Like you just really, then they, you never know, but yeah, yeah I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, well, again, I, I write everything down. So I'm going to quote that because yeah, I think that is a good wake up call and it's not rude. It's just appropriate. And it's work yeah. with someone that you trust, which again, I highly recommend you, Jessica. So <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's a big win. So everything said, what would be your number one passion for, obviously you're doing it full-time, your husband's on his way of doing it full-time. If you want to say collectively or you as an individual, what individual, but what is your biggest passion um, just to really help families? What, like what drives that? Yeah, I think honestly, it's, it's about just the education around it, just making people feel empowered because I felt like I was lost. And I think a lot of people do, um, so I think just truly helping people, making sure that they understand. Um, it's nice that I can get paid for to do what I do, obviously. Um, but it, it's the fact that, yeah, I can just help people work through problems and have little questions. And no question is too, is not, you know, no question is a dumb question. Like I've had millions of questions too. So just, yeah, just having uh, someone's back whether, and they know, and I tell my clients this all the time, I'm not going to know everything all the time. So just ask me and I'll find out. I had a client that emailed me this week that asked a question I had never even heard of before. And I was like, Oh, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. So yeah, just being that person that go-to kind of person. Um, and then also developing a team. Like I do have agents across Western Canada and training and developing them. So, um, just trying to move myself into a leadership role where I feel like really confident, um, leading other people. I think that's going to be a huge passion of mine as I move forward toward that. I think people would call me a leader already, but I'm kind of like, no, not quite. I'm, I'm still, you know, there's lots of work to get to that point. So, um, that's a passion of mine too, is just teaching others. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I can say you're a leader too, though. You're very, I can see you being in that space and saying like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Instead of you do this, you do this, you do this. And yeah, yeah, to me, that defines a really good leader because there's humility in the fact that we're not going to know everything, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's strength in saying, you know what, great question, I'll find out. And yeah, I try and do that in my different roles in transportation too, where like, sure, I, I can say I know a lot, no problem. But do I know it all? No. And when someone faces something, I'm like, that's a great question. Like I know who to call though, because chances are, and then, yeah, but that's also the power of network. And I think we can never do it alone and it's a community-based approach. So yeah, it's nice to see, even though again, similar fields, different responsibility, being like a financial professional. And I'm more in the, I'd say the compliance consulting spectrum, but yeah, it's nice to see like-minded professionals with that approach because humility is key. And yeah, it's just good to see for sure. Yeah. And having, um, I think this is something that all across the board in any industry, but just because you are a leader doesn't mean you're a leader. That's kind of one thing that I keep reminding myself, just because I have a leader in my title or whatever, it doesn't mean that I am. So just striving to become the leader that my people need me to be and my clients need me to be. So, um, and my kids and my husband, you know what I mean? Like everyone is just full circle, the whole, the whole shebang, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's neat. And I, I talk about habits a lot in my area mm-hmm. and the fact that we're habitual people. So mm-hmm. when I talk to someone about safe driving and just being mindful of different actions that you do in the workplace, I'm like, you take that home. 
And like, I know my kids watch everything that I do. My 11 year old, probably more so than my two and a half year old. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm doing something that's super dangerous, what do you think they're going to do? Well, my dad does it. And but being mindful of how we talk, being mindful of how you treat people. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Like a title doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Right. Like, yeah, good for you. It's yeah. how do you treat people and how can you actually exactly. lead people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all these, all these books up here too. I have Atomic Habits. Have you read that one by James Clear? It's really good. I think I, I'd have to find it, but I think yeah. I, uh, I know if I haven't read it, I actually have it though. That's a good one. I'm, I'll good. look, but yeah. Definitely recommend that one. So yeah, I'm reading um, Business Made Simple by Donald Miller right now. And then there's, uh, oh darn, I just picked it up from Indigo, but it was from a former FBI guy talking about like mindset and stuff. So anyway. Okay, cool. I love it. That's, that's all the stuff like in Primerica too. Like that's something I want people to know is like uh, Primerica is this company based on, you know, personal development. So I think a lot, yes, financial development and financial, um, you know, readiness or education and, and, you know, having the right types of products and things, but the company itself is just incredible when it comes to mindset and um, personal development and leadership coaching and things like that. So that's been a blessing for me as well to be able to tap into to that part of it. Yeah. And I think, again, that just speaks wonders when you can say that because you're not new. And when I find the truth comes out after the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. where like everything is really like, oh, it's fancy. Oh, those are roses, whatever yeah. when you first get started. But once you're kind of in the trenches and you're like, no, they have my back and they want me to grow, then that's, that speaks volumes for sure, which is, again, just incredible brand recognition, but it comes right back to the trust factor too. Yeah, exactly. Agree. Yeah. That's awesome. So as I kind of mentioned before, um, I talk about daily legacy, like we're building a legacy every day. I'm intentional living, mindfulness, all that good stuff. What would you... What's your desire when you think of your legacy with, if it's your clients now, your future clients, your husband getting involved more, but what would your legacy be? What, what's that desire for you? I'm just, I don't know. I think just to provide an environment for my children that, and just for anybody around me really right now, I just think I say children because they're so young, but um, providing that environment for them to just be who they are and to always learn and to always grow and to make mistakes and to keep moving forward and just that positive mindset. Um, and that you can do things that you put your mind, mind to, right? No, no dream is too crazy here. Like if you want to do that, go ahead. Like I'll help you do whatever you need to do. Like that's kind of, I want people to look at me like as someone that always continued to grow and, and, learned and made mistakes because that's inevitable and failure is inevitable so um I don't know if that's a legacy or what that is but that's kind of yeah that's how I I see envision my future and and just how I want people to see me and remember me for powerful yeah Yeah, that's why I call it well not I didn't create the term daily legacy but it's I enter a room I interact I leave how will that person remember me and I, I don't think people think about that enough and I'm not saying I'm perfect with it, but it's leaving. There's a guy. Um, oh, sorry. I forget his name right now, but he, he'll always talk about leaving it better than you found it. And yes. when you're talking about your daily legacy, did you leave the situation better than you found it? And mm-hmm. in transportation, again, that's where I gravitate to. There's a lot of people that don't, 
And sometimes it's due to rush, stress, fatigue, all sorts of reasons. And it's like, okay, let's take a deep breath. How do we fix this scenario? So it's just better than we found it. Things are good. Okay, <laughs> see is calm. Okay, on to the next. And that's with your kids, you're right. Like, I think that's super important. And that could be clients, it's relationship. And, but yeah, I just, that's one of my favorite questions to ask just because you have to actually think about, hmm, what do I want? Because yeah, you're in that space, which is exciting because I love talking to people that get personal development, but a lot of people aren't in that space, which is fine, but it's asking, okay, well, what do you want to be remembered for? And, but yeah, Inky Johnson is his name. Okay. This came back to me, but uh, yeah, anyway, I think that's awesome. So, um, so kind of, as we come to a close, Jessica, how do, again, you're in Western Canada, which is awesome. Um, So how would people get in contact with you if they want to talk more on the financial professional side? um, If they wanted just to get to know you a little bit more and just kind of learn about your journey, how do people get in contact with you? Sure. Um, I do have a website, uh, so we can direct people there, but they can, I mean, email me. um, I can leave my phone number with you as well for people to call. Um, They can book a time with me if they're looking to get free advice, uh, free plan. They can, um, we can get all that set up for them. Um, You can follow me on Instagram if you want. I don't really post that much business stuff, but that'll kind of give you a better idea of who I am. And my, I usually just post the crazy stuff my kids do, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. The place is there. I do have a Facebook page I can drop with you as well. Um, People can follow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make sure to include all of your contact information in the show notes as well. Um, But yeah, I just think it's super important because I am, my entire mission is connecting industry leaders. And again, when we described what is trucking, it's a variety of things, um, but Mm -hmm. connecting industry leaders to industry to help create a change. And that's exactly what you're doing is you're creating a positive change in so many people's lives directly, indirectly, your team. So I just think it's super powerful. Um, So is there any final thoughts that you'd like to share as we come to a close today? Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's it's a pleasure talking to you. I know we've spoke before and it's really easy conversation. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to see that you've got uh, a good thing going with your, with your podcast and you've had some pretty cool guests on there. I've, I've listened to a couple of them for sure. So um, no, I'm really excited to be on here and, and thank you very much for, for being you. Cause you, uh, you, you have this, uh, this vibe about you too, that it's very, you're very humble down to earth and, um, it's uh, nice to be able to speak with someone else like that. I feel like we're kind of like-minded like that and it's good. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. That, that's a nice compliment. And just, yeah, today was awesome. I agree. I was looking forward to it. And just to all of our listeners out there, if you're interested in it, the financial education to creating a plan, honestly, just kind of shooting the crap because I can't swear. Um, I highly recommend reaching out to Jessica. And again, all of her information will be included in the show notes. And yeah, just thank you so much, Jessica. It was awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, have a wonderful day. Bye. Well, honestly, Jessica, that episode was awesome. I just appreciate the fact that we really spoke on things that I care about, you care about, like trust, legacy, impact. And I felt just through this conversation, you're, you have something called Insta Trust. So people can have a conversation with you and boom, there's a relationship there. And I think that's really important when we are talking about finances, just because it's a hard topic. Some people may be embarrassed. Some people may have grown up thinking, oh, no, no, you don't talk about that. But you do a really exceptional job just creating a comfortable environment to really dive into what's the root cause of this and how can we fix it. And I'm just really excited again, like I said, for this conversation. And I just know it's going to have a really big impact to all of our listeners. 
So those listening to the podcast today, first off, thank you so much for your ongoing support. And I highly recommend that you connect with Jessica. Just follow all of the links that I've included in the show notes. If you have questions about your own financial house, you have questions about a will, about RSPs, but anything to do with personal insurance, I highly recommend that you reach out to Jessica. So again, thank you so much, everyone, for checking this episode out. And again, for your time, Jessica, this was great. Really appreciated the conversation. So out of our dedicated listeners, I just wanted to say thank you so much again. Honestly, the amount of support, encouragement along the way has just meant the world. Um, I know Avery wasn't in on this episode, but we're both just so grateful for all of the ongoing support. Um, if yeah, if you have not done so yet, I do ask that you subscribe to all like any podcast channel that you're listening to because we're on all of them thanks to our provider and we're on YouTube. We do have the blog and I just ask that you subscribe because that way you're notified anytime an upcoming episode just like this one goes live, which is super important. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And that's what we're trying to do is just have a positive impact in the lives of those in the transportation industry by connecting them to industry leaders, just like Jessica. That way you can create a pivotal change. And again, I'm just so grateful for all of the support. It just means the world. So again, check out Jessica. All of the contact details are in below. Additionally, one last thing, sign up to the newsletter. So we recently launched the Truck Focus newsletter. And again, it's all about connecting industry leaders to industry, which is us, that just the people creating a pivotal change. That's the goal. That's the mission. And it's just a different format. So there's some really specific how-to advice. There's going to be some coupons and some promo codes and just really cool introductions and just need to see what different people are doing in different parts of our industry. So make sure you check it out. Sign up. Again, the, all of the, the links are below. I, uh, yeah, I'm really a big believer in just, again, the greater the following, the greater the impact. So thanks again, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Let's enjoy this fall. Take care. Bye. Well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter, and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training, and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've, I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. I hope you have a safe day and let's create a pivotal impact.